has been hijacked. Mass media has been compromised. And the world's money is counterfeit? Sounds too past tense. I need something more now. The world is run by giant corporations. Mass media is a sponsorship tool. And the bankers are like, dude, where's my gold? Okay, that makes it sound like a joke. I need something more serious. Earth was sold for profits. Human life, it's under control. Monopoly is just a board game, not physics. Now, that still makes it sound too silly. Let's try something short and sweet. Let's see. Trans-Pacific Partnership. Blood Leads. Federal Reserve Note. Try Google search. Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. I am Aaron Battle, and in today's podcast broadcast, I want to comment a few things with Kurt about returning to Australia. I've spent the last two years or so in Mexico, and coming back to Australia was um, more of a family decision. But um, once you spend a couple of years outside your own world, and then uh, and then you come back, you know, back to your hometown, back to hang with mum and dad for a little while, back to catch up with some old friends, it's not quite the same. So, um, you know, I we commented about local news. We have a chat about Australian real estate, how the upcoming financial upset might uh, might hurt a few people and how it's going to affect families in particular. Um, and also uh, the welfare, the welfare system in Australia. So, um, Kurt and I chat about that for a little bit. If you are in need of a T-shirt, jump on to our website, www.theparadiseparadox.com, where you can click up the top there, PP T-shirts, Paradise Paradox T-shirts, and check out our designs. Um, most of them range about 10 to 20 bucks, and you are supporting the Paradise Paradox. Another way to support the Paradise Paradox, if you haven't been there yet, that is Steamit with a double E, dot com. Uh, you can catch Kurt at Chertzu, C-H-U-R-D-T-Z-U. I am at Battle A-Z, B-A-T-T-L-E-A-Y-Z-E-E. And you can check out a few articles and um, Paradise Paradox related topics on Steemit. It is the the future of blogging. It's a decentralized platform where content creators are rewarded for their content. Uh, so you can also be rewarded for finding content, for commenting. It's it's a whole new economy, so check that out. into um, bugging in. Yep. Like bugging back into the machine. Okay. Because we've done an episode about it before 
and we, we talk about bugging out occasionally. But uh, this, this time, bugging in, it's it's been it's been harder than. Well, I mean, I, I, not harder, but it's, it's more complicated mm-hmm. than um than than what I than what I anticipated, because there, there's heaps of little things that you don't think about that you have to put up with. Um, like one one thing that I never considered, um, Joanna's been unwell mm. for pretty much all week since I've been back in Australia. So background. Aaron's back in Australia, and I've only been back a week yesterday, mm. and Joanna's had a stomach bug the whole time. Mm. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it, n- nothing serious. I think she, she's getting fine now, and I'm sure she milked it a couple of days, but it was, I mean, at first it was concerning, because if you're overseas and you need a doctor, um, you know, you... Normally, you'd have insurance, or you just go to the doctor and pay him fifty pesos or whatever. Yeah, but it, but when you're in Australia, it's like um, you know you need a Medicare card, you need to, you need to be registered somewhere. I don't know. That's or a, you pay him bulk bill. I guess in in Newcastle, it's hard to find a a good doctor. I mean, in well, I mean, just about anywhere in Australia, it's difficult to find a good doctor. Uh, but in well, I didn't I didn't yeah. go to doctors so I didn't even didn't even consider it. <laughs> Is that was that your experience in in Australia? Uh, Before you left? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I mean you know I've, we've got a we we went through on that episode long ago about our terrible experience with the medical industry. Um, you know, one particular example which I can give is when the 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 doctor was uh, taking taking a he was going to stick a probe into my urethra, uh, and he he gave me some warning, but not quite the the level of warning which was necessary. <laughs> and it just he should have wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. See, more funny than uh, the than what is it? Weird? No, <laughs> it, it was cold. I'm assuming. <laughs> Not that it was cold; it was uh, like scrape against the edges. It's like, oh, well, you need to, you need to do this, and you you need to stretch it out, and you need, and you need to pull up, pull pull open the, the like the, well, pull back the foreskin and pull up, pull open the uh, the edges of the urethra. Um, you, you really like, should have put a warning and before you went full graphic, <laughs> because uh, a lot of probably a lot of empaths tuning in. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh well. I guess they have to deal with it. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, my point is that yeah, sometimes bulk bulk billing doctors in Australia aren't um, well. They don't quite meet the ideal of what people think of um, as uh, as healthcare. But I do I do remember it, like in in Melbourne. I know there's a there's a very good clinic um, and. Every time I go there, I have a really great experience. It's a, I mean, it's they specialize in travel uh, doctor stuff, but but um, I think they can do everything. And uh, I don't know, it costs like seventy dollars a visit or something like that. Okay, that's not that's not too bad. And really, yeah, re- really good. Like, I mean, it's, not- it's like they actually care about customer service and <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So. Okay. Well, I don't think Joanna was uh, sick enough that, that I had to actually call a doctor, but I thought if this goes on a couple more, like, you know, if, the, if she's not feeling well tomorrow, then I better track down a doctor. 
and it it, it wasn't easy. Like I mean, it, it didn't it didn't come across like an easy. Of course, I could probably Google it and, and you know ring. I don't know. Probably ask mum or dad. Hmm. But it was like it just it just seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> you don't have a, a local herbalist in your neighbourhood, obviously. Um, <laughs> no, not not registered. What kind of, what kind of cockamamie country are you living in? <laughs> There's no herbalist in your neighbourhood. Yeah. Get the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call this an extended holiday. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, because I, I honestly don't think Joanna's gonna gonna cut it here. Mm. Like, you know, I'm sure she can she can handle it. Yeah. But um, it, it's just we were we had to go for Runda Woolies to pick up cobs of corn mm. just to boil them and 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 try and try and recreate the the famoso alote <laughs> because Joanna's feeling homesick on the third day and it, it's it's all in her head, but you know. <laughs> gotta gotta make sure she's comfortable. Yeah, well that's we're in a weird land now. That's that's quite reasonable, I think. <laughs> but I Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could have been a lot worse things like if she demanded Molly Poblano or whatever. It's a little more difficult. But what what I did what I found funny so far is uh Joanna's I mean she's really hasn't really traveled much until recently. Mm. So her understanding of the world was pretty much all Mexico up until the last, let's say, six months. And we did a quick trip to New York. And then we've been to Ireland and did a big weekend in London. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's not too bad for six months of travel, considering you don't travel at all. Mm. And uh, and now now we're in Sydney. And, yeah, she didn't like it very much. It just seemed too busy. I mean, not that Sydney's a bad place. But in comparison to this idea that she's created in her mind of what Australia was all about, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming you know that's because movies like Outback, Australia movies, and uh, Australia the movie, uh, everyone's gets this idea that you know you're going out to desert, you're going out to ranch style, um, huge farming, you know, towns. You go to Sydney and you think this is not Australia. Someone's tricked me. <laughs> I see the bridge, see the opera house, but uh, she didn't like it very much. Too, it was too busy. I think, and I think uh, that was only because she had this expectation of, of chilled out country Australia. Yep, yep. So that, that's that's one win. It means I won't have to spend too much time here. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're talking about bugging in, but I mean, you haven't even you haven't got a job or anything yet, have you? <laughs> well, that's supposed to the, be the, the really shocking part. Um, no, we're doing the job interview stuff. Um, yeah. I haven't really dived in that that deep. Um, I'm trying to extend myself on my personal network mm-hmm. of peeps. So uh, basically, I'm just catching up with friends and seeing what's you know what's happening, getting the you know the ground floor kind of take. On um, job-wise, you know what what's going on. If uh, if someone's working a new company, they need they need people because to go through the whole sending your application, wait a week to hear. I mean, there's some jobs that I, I find online, and it's applications close, you know, twentieth or thirtieth of September. I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my resume in and then sit on my hands for the next three weeks. 
I need to start. I need. I need to start moving. I can't. Yeah. I can't sit for that long and wait. So I mean, that, that's not going to work. I need. I need an interview on Tuesday, and I want to start by next Monday. You know, like I'll have a week buffer, but um, we'll see. Ne- next week's going to be pretty busy. Hmm. Got a few leads. I got to follow up. It's like it's like the good old days. I'm back knocking on doors again. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Unfortunately, Newcastle's a bit quiet. <laughs> yeah, well... So... I, I remember... Um, uh, I, I guess I was in Melbourne and I picked up some... some. I can't remember where I read it. It must have been some, some article online and it was talking about some urban renewal project. But it started out the article by saying something like, One year ago... You wouldn't go to Newcastle unless you wanted to get robbed. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's not quite right. Because <laughs> um, basically, um, with the, of course, with the shutting down or the, or the winding down of the steel industry there, um, things are getting, uh, um, let's see, how can I say it? It's, it's not exactly the most prosperous town uh, in Australia anymore. Um, and so there's a lot of closed down stores around and that kind of thing, boarded up windows, that, that kind of nonsense. Is it, is that still what it's looking like? Um, well that, that happened about 15 years ago when BHP, the steelworks, um, finished up. Yeah. Um, I think that, that was, that was a big hit to Newcastle, but, uh, I mean, just to, I haven't got any figures, but I think it was like well over, let's say even if it was a hundred thousand people, a hundred thousand people were affected by this directly. Either they had someone that uh, they were actually working there, or they were somebody that was had a relative working there. I mean that that really affects a city when it's only got what five hundred thousand people. So you know, one in five people are getting directly affected mm-hmm. economically just because uh, a business decides that it's not economically viable to operate. I mean, why else would they would they stop? Otherwise, there's what government issues, and they decide to move on. Uh, that's going to cause a big a big issue to the city. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, um, during that time or shortly after the the uh, the mining boom, that was able to lift pretty much all of the the Hunter Valley. So, a lot of the people that weren't skilled um, in in anything but like industrial type work were able to go out. Um, not too far, but let's say, you know, a couple hours to the west. I mean, like, I, I think Maitland probably picked up a lot for that. Maitland, Singleton, Musselbrook. But but now it's um it's it's kind of closing up too. I mean, you know, this is like a decade ago. So, you know, I've got friends that were in mining or, or driving trucks or, you know, auxiliary support. And now they're, they're thinking, uh, you know, don't know how much longer I've got or... Even if they still got a job, it's it's like they've gone from comfortable full time contracts to you know now I'm casual three four days a week, money's good so it's not a problem. But they can terminate me any time. So that's another struggle. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Another boom boom. <laughs> but I can't. I kind of feel like Australia's going that way pretty much with with everything. I mean, you know, something small happens and all of a sudden the uh, the dollar gets rattled. Um, yeah, but I mean really that, that can be. I, I mean, from some perspective, that's that's good. Um, even though generally I'd say it's bad, but from I mean, it can encourage foreign investment. 
Yeah. yeah. Just on foreign investment, they're, they're running, well, they've been pumping a story the last week on uh, on the news. Mainly, ABC did a full feature story of it. Apparently, uh, Chinese investment in farming, like mm. of ownership of farmland, is only half a percent. Okay. So, this is being like a big, big outcry. How can um, Chinese investment, which I'm assuming is one of the primary investors at the moment, how would that, how could that only be half a percent of investment? And we should encourage the Chinese buy more farmland. And it's like, whether that's true or not, do you really think, you know, that's, um, it just, it, I feel like something's fishy about that. <laughs> there, there is. There, there, well, I can think of a few things that are, that smell a bit off about it. So, I mean, the, I mean, yeah. I, I, I know it's off. I just, I just can't quote anything about it. Yeah. What, what comes to mind? Okay. So here's the thing. So of, of course, uh, Chinese people, especially uh, very affluent Chinese people, want to get their money out of China. They want to, they want to diversify. They're probably perhaps a little worried about political risk, or they just they just want to diversify just in case. Um, they so they 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 put some money in Australia, and of course they put it into into real estate because they want something that's relatively stable. Or that maybe they've even bought into this this uh, fantasy that the the Australian real estate market is just, um, uh, what's the word like unstoppable? <laughs> it's been going up for so long, you know. It's in, uh, 30, 30 years and a steep incline. About thirty years. Why would it turn now? Yeah, there was a crash in eighty seven, I think. But yeah, it's still still going. Eighty no eighty nine, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, real estate crash in '89, but since then, that's it's been looking pretty good. Um, anyway, so the thing is, of course, is the Chinese are going to come in and, and they're going to buy. Um, uh, if they're going to buy real estate, then they're going to buy uh, profitable properties um, as as much as they can get them, or or speculative properties that that they expect to go up a lot. Now, those are not uh, farming properties. Um, Generally, I mean, the farming industry in in Australia isn't isn't looking so hot. Um, well, yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't say too much on that because I don't I don't I don't know too much about it. But it's you know compared to look looking at a a, a rental property in Sydney, um, well, you know, there's that's the kind of property where you want to put your money. Um, Ah, yeah. You mean in like a, an income comparison? Yes, yes. Like yeah, but buying, a, where you buying a rental property money. would be a lot more secure. Yes, yes. Uh, whereas buying, you know, uh, people used to talk about this, and I, I guess this is probably still the situation. But say you have, you know, you buy your fruit at the supermarket, but that you buy like a, a, a kilo of tomatoes for five dollars, but. The, the farmer only sees five cents or something like that. I don't, I don't know the exact figures, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not looking too good for for the that Aussie battlers out there. Um, and but that that means that their land isn't worth that much either. Because what what are you going to do with it? Grow grow tomatoes, which only earn you five cents a kilogram. No thanks. Um, so um, so I also imagine that. That probably to some extent the the government is 
incentivizing um, Chinese to invest specifically in real estate. Uh, um, but I, that's just a guess. But now, of course, they, they're going to make more regulations and say, well, if you want to buy uh, Australian real estate, uh, first what you have to do is invest uh, $500,000 in, in uh, farmland. Um, and that's actually, I would say that would disincentivize Chinese. They might start looking for another place to spend their money um, because they don't want to be forced into buying a lemon. So that's yeah, yeah, that's a little speculation there, but that's I, I guess that's what would happen. Well, if that was to happen, it's going to artificially uh, rise the prices of of you know more um, traditional country like outside the city. So I guess it's probably uh, it's probably a good thing. I mean, if you want to extend the the market bubble. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If 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 that is your goal, then yes, if you want a bubble-based economy, <laughs> then make a bubble in farmland. I mean, I I just, I talked to I talked to my dad, I talked to my brother, and it's like I feel like I'm the bad guy, you know, talking about how you know, there's really no way out of this and you know, a good thing would be a economic collapse. Mm. And it's like I feel like that's like almost, you know, terrorism it's like you know i'm really hanging for when the economy collapses or it's going to be great when the, the housing bubble collapses and you it's like these, these are gonna well it's it's not a good thing for a lot of people because yeah. nobody no one's aware or nobody knows what's going yeah. on so you know it's gonna be a lot of families that are gonna have it really really tough and you know and here i am you know extending how funny that would be or, you know, won't it be great when this happens when really it's not going to be that great unless you're positioned outside and, you know, the way you where you're parking your cash is in a good spot so that you can swoop in or just, you know, just, I mean, you're not going to buy the whole lot, but, you know, I mean, you position yourself pretty well. It'd be interesting. I like to speculate on how much house prices can drop. Um, I, I say a good half. For most areas, that that would be enough to shake things up. Yeah, it's a, I'd be surprised if it were only that much, uh, because uh, yeah, I mean Mike Maloney's got a few videos and he goes through and talks about his 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 father um, around the forties fifties I think, uh, and he he I think his his father was a mechanic or something like that, and uh, I don't remember the figures exactly, but it was like. What he paid for his house was about 150% of his yearly income. Um, uh, that's, yeah. That, to me, sounds like a reasonable amount to buy a house, but uh, that's definitely not what you can buy a house for in Australia. We're talking, you know, six, six eight times your income, uh, and that's in a regional area um, in a, in a yeah, suburb. Yeah, that's, that's starting. Yeah, yeah. That's like entry level. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're killing it you know unless you're like some corporate i don't know what but you're doing something naughty yeah. and you're doing very well for yourself and then that changes the game mm. yes yes that's that's the extreme case yeah. so um yeah australia what else has been happening in australia um yeah, I'm just going to go from the news that that I that I found most interesting. 
Um, it seems like Australia's got a bit of a, a welfare problem hmm. when uh, on Current Affair Tonight or ABC or one of those. <laughs> um, we seem to we seem to watch all of them in this on house. the local Yellow Journalism Network. <laughs> yeah, um, well, this is this is funny because we can have a good laugh at this, right? Okay. This is this is like this is me trying to um, to ground myself in reality. Like you know, I can't that, I can't live in the paradise shit, paradox that shit isn't world. Reality, man. That, well, I don't well, know. It's one perspective. Well, I'd say that. Yeah, it's um, an extreme perspective it, as well. All right, uh, I, we'll we'll make it. We'll make it reality. Okay. All right. Let's do that. We we, we, we can let's we jump can, in. We can bridge this. Okay. Yeah. Um, welfare problem. It seems like a third of Everyone that started New Start. So, for those that are not familiar with New Start in Australia, New Start is you've lost your job or you're entering employment, um, and you want a New Start. And this is like minimum um, government welfare benefit to help you f- uh, get back on your feet until you find a, a job or get yourself in a employment. Wait. So, is and, is this uh, just like the uh, an unemployment benefit? It's like the doll, or yeah, this, it's a slightly this is the doll. Different. This is the doll. It's, okay, but they call it new no, no, start. This, just yep. to make it sound fresh. Um, it's it sounds like what like the for the youth allowance for the study allowance. They have a similar name. Um, jump up or something. Well, shit. I, I think <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I, I I could be wrong, but I think it's all new start now. Like it, it's okay. all the same. It's like you know, right. a little, little shoulder rub, fresh orange pat on the back. Kick in the ass, get back out there and find a job. <laughs> so, so it's called New Start. It's the doll. It's okay. uh, yeah, unemployment benefit. Okay. It's about the the TV quoted as thirty seven dollars fifty a day. Mm. That's how much you get paid. Um, okay. Apparently, it's not enough. But so, the the issue like here is some of money. But I've been living in Mexico for two years, so. Different. Oh, in in Mexico, it's it's great. In Australia, when you're paying you know five dollars on the bus to get into town, hmm. not so good. Yeah. So um, thirty thirty seven fifty a day. I'm not sure that's weekends included, but I'm assuming it's your seven days. So it's you know, it's reasonably good money. But when you're in the first world and Australia's expensive, it's not that great. Um, the problem is that a third of everyone on this benefit is like in their fifties. Wow. Like that. That seems out of control. Wow. Because these people, they're not... Um, like, if you're young, then, you know, chances are you're going to get a job. And if you can't get a job in a few months, they'll give you a, a truck license or a fork. You know, they'll, they'll train you. They'll give they'll give you a work cover, white card, you know, become a laborer. Okay. Go shovel concrete or something. You know, even if you're not interested in getting educated or lifting skills or if you just want to get to work... They'll get you on your feet, you know, within a month or two. Mm. But if you're in your fifties and uh, you know, really, um, I'm not saying that you're out of condition and you can't work anymore. But obviously, there's a lot of work that you know you're not cut out for. Yeah, and there's probably a lot of work that employers don't want you there anymore. A, lo- a lot for. of skills which maybe you're not going to pick up in a hurry. Yeah, or you've got someone that's you know half your age. Mm. That's probably less likely to put in a, a, a slipped over on a grape. And I'm going to claim insurance. Well, you know, less of a liability. I mean, there's a lot of red tape for companies in Australia. Yes. Small business, you know, big business, they, they don't want to have issues. So, if you can get someone that you can obviously pay them less and there's and they're probably going to do a better job. Um, no offense to, to older people. 
then uh, depending what the then job they're going to have a, yeah of course they're going to have a tough gig trying to get a gig see what happens so yeah. that's uh, I think um, although you know like you said man this is not this is not reality um, the Australian government's going to put them they're digging themselves a hole work for the doll dig, dig a hole yeah and fill it back in again well, I know a few that do that Okay. Water plants. But, I mean, you said a third. I mean, but if, if it's like 10 people, then we'll say, you know, it's not a problem. But what, um, so, how, do you have any idea how many people are on, on the doll? i got no idea. We'll probably look it up. Okay. Um, or maybe. I don't know. How, how good is that census they just did? <laughs> yeah. So, that was the whole thing as well because the, the, all their machines crashed in the middle of the census and... <laughs> That was a scandal. I can see here a, a figure from uh, let's see, Monday, second of February, two thousand fifteen. So this is a this is a bit old, but um, but it says here um, uh, about half a million people. Oh no! Wait, is that a lot of people? No, sorry. Hang on. The total number of people on any kind of new start allowance or youth allowance increased I would have expected more to 858,373 Yeah. So uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit hard to put that into perspective because I mean, it's a nation of about 23 million people. Um I don't know. Maybe it's not such a big deal. Perhaps, I think it's, um, it does seem like a lot of people, but as long as they're not leaving the country and the money's just getting circulated around, it's not a big deal, is it? That's like modern money theory. Just keep, as long as they're not saving the money, then it should be fine. Gotta keep consuming. Yeah. It's free money. Doesn't matter. Free free to somebody. Yeah, I, I really, I really, uh, I get confused when I think about economical questions like that because, um, I mean, the system's so engineered, so many different cogs in there that are that are propping things up and affecting things. It's really hard to, I mean, my my understanding of Austrian economics is pretty low. I was only introduced to it a few years ago, mm. um, so it's kind of hard to put things in perspective like that. I mean, like. I would have thought there's enough upsets in the economy worldwide that maybe this would have this would have crashed years ago. Um, I mean, if it's all true, who really knows what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, according to Je- Jeff Bower, keeps uh, with the dollar vigilance, he keeps releasing the, these these reports saying, well. It's it sometimes it seems like a bit of fear mongering because it's it's like saying that things are right around the corner, like even you know even now we're moving into September, and uh, he he was saying that there was there was going to be a crash um, at the start of this year I think or the end of last year, and not uh, you know nothing major. No, nothing so big that that uh, the the media can't can't uh, brush over it <laughs> has happened yet. Yeah. Um, you know, a few a few um, 
hiccups here and there and and maybe some downward trending markets but but nothing that anybody could exactly say is a crash well i think maybe not to the level that that we're expecting yeah um and and based on you know who we follow online and and where you know the dots where we're joining up but i think you know say that to anyone that's in that's in uh, venezuela and and they that <laughs> that's the end of the world to them yes yes yeah, that's true, but, it, but that, that's pretty. Yep. It, it just—it just seems like that—that that was something. I mean, it's—it's it's like saying it's going to be—it's going to be a big earthquake this year, mm. and you know, with the with the track record, you know, we're overdue for a big earthquake, and it feels like every second week there is a big earthquake, depending on where you are. <laughs> it's like we're, we're, it's just that—it's just that that hour when you know you know things are going to get um, get crazy, but. Um, you know, following. I, I like to follow Jeff Berwick and Dollar Visual Ant in his, his videos. I mean, they're short, precise, and to the point, and they're only about ten minutes or so, so they're easy to, to chew. Um, I think it was only about a month ago or so. He mentioned in one that that now you know he's he's looking at at prepping, and with all this stuff that came out with with Germany and their their government saying you know you want at least how oh, two weeks worth of supplies. Mm. I think even uh, Luke with We Are Change brought something out, highlighted that as well. And you think, okay, so there's something happening and, and some governments are saying, you know, you pretty want to have some extra water on hand and make sure your batteries are charged and things like that, mm. which wasn't happening before. Mm. So does somebody know something that no one else does? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a that's a good indicator. Yeah, it's like all this stuff is uh, is a little bit below the surface and you're like, um, I mean, they, I mean, like things on the surface indicate that there is something going on below the surface, but you'll, but basically we won't know uh, how how much how deep how bad it is until um, until th- that topsoil gets uh, you know dislodged and we see what the fuck is underneath or all this molten magma coming out. <laughs> crystal pyramids <laughs> in a superior race that's been there the whole time <laughs> the inner earth people it's i mean it could get stupid really yeah I mean, there's so much there's so much covering something else and like the, the economy is just a silly little game that you know the the earthlings are playing cheers for checking into another episode of the paradise paradox Feel free to share with somebody, share the ideas, share with a friend. If you don't feel like sharing, that's cool. Just make sure you donate. I'm happy to keep a little secret. You can donate at the www.theparadiseparadox.com forward slash 128. This is episode 128 where you can find uh, show notes, related links, related episodes, and a bit of a, a story on what this episode was all about. Um, well, that's about it. So don't forget to unplug your television. Um, don't forget to enjoy yourself, be yourself, keep spreading the ideas and peace. Peace.